0: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, October 8th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We will be joined in just a minute by Steve Wiltfung, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. But if you have yet to give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes, you are doing it wrong. We need your help. Please go there and give us a five-star review. If you leave a comment and a question, it will be answered on this show. Also, you need to be subscribed to the podcast via your podcast app on your phone. That way, when we come out with a show, it will automatically populate and be right there for you. What does that mean? It means on Thursday mornings like this you get immediate access to the one and only Steve Wolfong. Steve how goes it
1: Morning Daniel sipping on a smoothie going to be in the 70s today in the Indianapolis area sending that good weather down to i70 through Dayton towards Columbus big game on Sunday between our two states Indianapolis Colts 3 and 1 taking on the Cleveland Browns, 3-1. and one. Our more Ohio State fans, Browns or Bengals fans, or just none of the above. They don't give a shit about, or excuse me, is this PG-13? They don't care about Sunday football. It's Saturday and then Sunday's family day.
0: I would say that the Browns have a major foothold on the state. There's no question there's some Joe Burrow love in the state, but I think man for man, the Browns and Baker have the inside track. Speaking of the inside track, as we segue into your specialty... You talk to a guy who is going to be one of the names we hear on here for the next year or so ad nauseum, and that is Caleb Burton. Some think he's the best receiver in the class of 2022. I'd like to get your opinion on that and where he stands with the Buckeyes. He has mentioned a certain Buckeye coach a lot.
1: Caleb Burton is the number one receiver in the 2022 class right now. He's ranked that way in the top 247. Number eight player overall, six foot, 170 pounds. Uh, has some explosiveness to him. Had a huge sophomore season, uh, uh, but the the burst, acceleration, uh, terrific hands, uh, comes from good cloth. His dad played linebacker at Syracuse and is his, his high school head coach. So a coach's kid and and a guy that's absolutely coveted by the top programs in the country, his top 12 that he released this week reflects that. I think that uh, a closer look reveals uh, uh, some more schools closer to the top of that list with Ohio state being one of them, Oklahoma, of course, being another, I think he's very intrigued by Stanford. Um, Florida is doing a good job there and, 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 and he lives uh, super close to the university of Texas. But if I was hedging uh, bets early on in the Caleb Burton recruitment, I would say that I, I, I think that Oklahoma and Ohio State would be the, the first two schools that I point to uh, that would have a great chance to land. Caleb Burton, who, who had a chance to work out this summer uh, with, with Baker Mayfield, Garrett Wilson, and, and, and uh, uh, some of those guys. Uh, or excuse me, I should say that was back in the spring. Uh, I, I think yeah, it happened over at Lake Travis High. So he's got some connections to both of those programs.
0: Ohio State's wide receiver room currently is loaded and has guys in different shapes and sizes. If you were going to compare Burton to someone who is an Ohio State wide receiver, who would it
1: be? Would it be Garrett Wilson? Because he sounds about the same size. I mean, it's hard for me to say because Caleb Burton is still a sophomore in high school. So I don't know completely what he's going to look like physically. I don't think he. I mean, he's not going to be G. Scott. Uh, I can cross G Scott off the list. I mean, Garrett Wilson might be a good comparison. That six foot, 193 pound receiver. Uh, I like it. I can roll with that or Chris Olave. Maybe he's built. He's in the same. He's in the same build as those two young men. We would certainly take an Olave Wilson blend.
0: One ship has definitely sailed though, and was an interesting recruitment. And I still am a little oogie on it. And that is Taiwan Malone. He came out with his top six. I believe Ohio state was not in there. Is it a baseball thing or is it, did he sour on the Buckeyes football program?
1: I think baseball is just as important in his decision as football. Football is not an inch ahead. If anything, I would put baseball uh, ahead of football in this decision process. And I think, when Taiwan cut his list of schools to 14, and Ohio State was in that group, and Ohio State was certainly a school he was intrigued by early. The six schools that were the finalists were the ones where the baseball program really stepped up and, and did their part in that recruitment and for Taiwan Malone uh, his decision he's already filled out like 10 Major League Baseball questionnaires too. He, he's real excited about baseball. He doesn't want to go and I'm not saying this is Ohio State but he doesn't want to go to a baseball. He doesn't want to go to a. he's not making a football decision and then also playing baseball. Like he wasn't going to pick a school to go play football and then also play baseball in the spring and maybe play on a team that loses 16-17 baseball games. That would be he, 23 baseball games. Uh, I think that'd be miserable for him. So he wants to be on a winner uh, in the spring and, uh, you know, we'll see where that takes up for football as well. You may not know the answer to this, but is he
0: considering at all just going into the Major League Baseball draft and skipping college altogether?
1: For all those, all those guys that have the opportunity to get drafted, it really just comes down to the signing bonus, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so if that signing bonus is seven figures, you know, it's typically hard to turn that down. I would agree
0: that that is typically hard to turn down, though I have no experience doing so. I'll take your word for it. We're going to take a quick break and come back, talk more Crutin'. All right, we are back. It does seem for Ohio State like the class of 2021 is coming into congealed focus here. Four prospects left on the board that they have a serious chance at, and you can correct that if I'm wrong. The two Seattle studs, Emeka Egbuka and JT Tuomolau, offensive lineman Tristan Lee from the Northern Virginia area, and safety Derek Davis out of Pennsylvania. He will make his college announcement on November the 14th. Buckeye fans think the first two guys, the Seattle dudes, are coming. Tristan Lee and Derek Davis. I got a vibe on Lee. I'm not feeling good on Davis. How do you feel about my
1: vibes? Oh, man, I, I think that there's a chance for Ohio State to trend up for Lee. Uh, I talked to Tristan this week. He's trying to come out to Ohio State the weekend of the 24th and spend time with commits. Uh, last I heard, you know, still trying to get that lined up logistically uh, with the family, making sure um, you know, everybody can come. But, th- but they'd like to get back to Ohio State. They were at the win over Penn State last year. And uh, Ohio State's near the top, man. He talks to the Buckeye staff a lot and and, and likes it, sees it as a place. He can be successful, but he's been to LSU four or five times, uh, including twice during the pandemic. Uh, Was recently out to Oklahoma. Florida's talking to him a lot. He did get down to Florida in the spring during the pandemic also. Uh, I I still think everybody's chasing LSU there. Uh, we'll We'll see if Ohio State can continue to make a move for Derek Davis it, it, it talked to his dad earlier this week. He said that Ohio state was still uh, very much in the picture for his son. Um, talking to other people, you get the sense that maybe Ohio state's not as strong as they, as they were, uh, but the Buckeyes are still pushing for him and have a spot for them and, and, and want them in this class. So now that there's a decision date, you know, we'll see everybody knows when they got to have all their chips on the table and Ohio state typically does well in, in that kind of setting. And, uh, they're recruiting against LSU, they're recruiting against Penn State and, 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 and Georgia. I think those are the main schools in there for Derek Davis right now. And as of today, I wouldn't predict them to be in Ohio State's class, but uh, with a few weeks to go on this recruitment, uh, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: I've told Steve this off the record and offline, but I just have a good feeling about Tristan Lee. I have nothing to base that on. Just a vibe. Real football starts on October 24th, but there are some super sexy matchups this weekend we wanted to discuss. Steve, give me your picks for one, Miami at Clemson and then Tennessee at Georgia.
1: Well, I think you guys that listen to the show know that I rarely go out on a limb and pick the upset. I think that Clemson's going to. I think. I mean, I'm going with Clemson. I'm going with Georgia. I, I think that uh, uh, both games have a chance to be close, though. You, you throw in De'Arcy King, and Miami can run the ball with with Cameron Harris. They got some exciting pieces there on offense. Their tight end, Brevin Jordan, and and uh, um, but we'll see if their offensive line can hold up against what is just a stacked. Uh, front for, for Clemson full of future pros um, and and then obviously Trevor Lawrence who hasn't really been tested this year didn't play as you know had just a uh, solid performance against Virginia by his standards I, I think he's right for a big game against Miami um, and uh, so I like Clemson there and then Tennessee it is interesting I mean if you look at Tennessee's roster they got I think they got four or five stars on their offensive line right now, and yeah, we'll see if they can run the ball against a Georgia defense that I think ranks number two nationally uh, in that category. I, I don't know if Georgia can score that many points themselves right now, so I think that game could be a real slobber knocker, and I expect it to be close just because I don't foresee a Georgia offense that can open up and, and, and pull away. I love the way Tennessee's been recruiting and developing. Um yeah, had top 10 class last year and the classes prior. A lot of high upside guys that, that that they're getting a lot of mileage out of and developing there. So if, if there is going to be an upset this weekend uh, from those games, I would pick Tennessee. I think that with the way they've recruited and developed and with what I think might be a lack of points being able to be scored by Georgia's offense, I, I think that they could go down to Athens and, and get it done.
0: Georgia's defense might be the best unit I've seen yet on either side of the ball but I do not understand what they're doing on offense. I think Kirby Smart is eventually going to get run out of town for that reason. We appreciate Steve stopping by Have a good one
1: Bucknutters. Appreciate it Daniel. See you guys
0: CBS Sunday